everyone. This is Carmen. And Moises. Welcome to Yoga Burn. Yoga Burn. So today's theme, someone wrote us and suggested is... One of our thousands of fans and listeners. Yeah. They asked us, <laughs> how can I be more funny when I teach classes? I think... Mm, what the theme the theme stand-up comedian the theme or the title for today's podcast it should be stand-up comedians no it should be what kind of personality do you want to but she wants to be more funny cultivate when you teach when you teach classes okay so that's what we're gonna answer (laughs) (laughs) it's a very good plan it's a very very good plan it's I think it's, that's what she meant, you know, because she also, she was, how technical do I have to be? How, you know, laid back or strict do I have to be when I teach, etc. So it's not just, you know, do I have to be how funny? How many jokes do I have to prepare per class? Exactly. You do prepare I have the to... poses, you prepare the playlist, and you prepare the jokes. It's, yeah. It's, Is that how it works? So it, it how... You know, funny you have to be in class and, you know, how to behave when, when you teach. So at least that's what I thought, I agree. you know, from, from the question. So do you want to start a little no, bit or? No. If you're not funny, don't be funny. <laughs> Which actually think... goes back, back to the work to your personality, work to your strengths. Right, yes. So, I mean, it's not so much how can I be funny or not, it's you're trying to make the class work, right? Or maybe you think that your class is too strict or you're too serious or you wish it was more distended, or maybe, hopefully, there is a reason why you're asking. Like, I see that in my class, people are not, I don't know, open enough to trying something new. Right. Is that because it's too strict and I'm not laid back enough to invite them to be more playful? Yeah. So in, their, in your mind, you translate that into, should I be more funny? And so there's a why behind the whole thing. But I don't think that is the reason. I think that it, I have no idea where it came from the exact reasons for the question. But the answer that we have is more, I think, go to your strengths. Yeah, I mean, and that goes hand in hand with be as close to yourself as you can, you know, personality-wise. So if you tend to be a little bit more strict, then I recommend that's that's the way mm-hmm. you want to teach. If you're more laid back, then you also teach more laid back, you know, because you're always going to gravitate towards that personality, those personality traits that you have, you know, or if you're very technical and you like a lot anatomy, for instance, you're always going to gravitate more towards that. Or if you're talking about energies and chakras, and then you're also going to talk about, you know, in that, with that kind of conversation when you teach. But having said that, I think one thing that you always say you know, that your personality is your ceiling. It's one thing, of course, you want to be yourself when you teach, but you want to be a good version of yourself. A constructive version of you. Yeah. That's, I think that, but I think that is a natural progression anyway, because you want your classes to go well. You want people to come in. And what is going to happen is that based on your personality, you're going to attract the people that are more in tune with whatever it is that you're offering. Because if you're strict, people that need the discipline will come to your class. Yes. Because you're going to help them get out of, out of the sofa and you're going to push them because it is in your nature to yeah. go and push them. And you will get people 
complementary, I guess, to the whole pushing, like somebody who needs the pushing. If you're more laid back, maybe you won't be so complementary, but more like likeness. If you're laid back, you'll attract the likeness of being laid back, right? I don't think that you're going to get the, the discipline once in, your, in a laid back teacher class, right? <laughs> I don't see that happening. I mean, there are some, it seems like there are some traits. But I enjoy, I mean, I am more strict and I, and I enjoy when I went to your classes. Yeah, once a month. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, it uh, is this all you do? Well, excuse me, excuse me, teacher, excuse me, teacher. Uh, was this thing that we just did the pig pose? No, yeah, I've, I've, I've explained that many times that I just wanted to know so that I, I should... You know, to know if I should give myself a hundred percent or I should save some energy for one more big post. It's not that I was criticizing. <laughs> I was criticizing the class at all or anything at all. I just wanted to find out: should I like just spend all my energy right now, or should I save some? You know, that that was that was the meaning for that for that question. But yeah, continue, 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 <laughs> please. Continue. Oh yeah, please. yeah. Some some traits seem to attract the complementary. Like that, you're you're uh, more strict. Somebody who needs that strictness, or maybe it's a question of whoever needs what you're offering will come to your class, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Maybe you're laid back, and somebody who's stressed out like hell yeah. is going to go to your class. He's going to say, "This is a I don't know a respite. I'm going to like uh, put my life on hold, all the stress on hold, and just go see this like." gentle kind soul saying nice words to me for an hour right exactly and uh, i won't have to yell to anybody or get yelled at and so whoever needs what you're offering and i think it's a good idea to make sure that it is very in tune with who you are and how you behave and it's natural to you because you have to keep doing this for a long time right exactly yeah so you want to be yourself be the best version of yourself and also but also besides that, there's also another aspect of uh, kind of reinventing yourself and changing yourself, transforming yourself every time that you teach. I mean, you can be a more compassionate person. You can be, let's say that, you know, for me, I just, I tend to be so hardcore and so strict. So it's a chance to be a little bit more laid back about it. And so it's something maybe that you also want to work on as a teacher yourself. You know, the, that, could, that could also be one, one of your goals when you're, when you're teaching classes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, so <laughs> that's, that's basically, I know you're looking but at I mean, me no, like, I'm looking at you because you were saying like you're like so hardcore and stuff, but you're more demanding with yourself from what I'm seeing than when you're in the class. Yes. Because I mean... You, you, you adapt to whoever you have in front of you. I, right? I do, I do. When, I, I very much... Not only you, that the, the same question, like, should I be funny? If you have a group of people where if you're funny, it will get out of control, don't be funny. If you have a bunch of people where if you're funny, it will make the class more relaxed, then be funny. Yeah. Right? So it's not a question of should I be funny or not. You, ha- you have of, to re- read the room. But no? it's a question of you, the, the, the idea of being funny or anything else. Because you can play with so many things in the class. I mean, your voice, your movement, your adjustment, the amount of words you say, how fast you speak, 
all kinds of things that you can modulate the voice with and you can make it more entertaining or not. But it's not a question of, in the beginning, you're going to survive, right? In the beginning, it's like, oh my God, I taught the class. Yeah, you have to deliver, you have to remember exactly. the, what you're going to teach, a sequence or adjusting, cover the room, yeah, all, all of that. And so I, it I just, can, and don't make you, don't you make mistakes. Think, yeah, you cannot think of anything exactly, else. Exactly. You know. So in the beginning, you... Or how you come across yeah, exactly. you know, in the room. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the, I mean, the beginning is try not to make mistakes. <laughs> I mean, and actually make mistakes. So you can actually learn from them and like practice and stuff like that. So you will make mistakes. You should make mistakes. You are going to learn from the mistakes. And your goal should be not to make them, right? And I mean, yeah. I, in, funny, yeah. funny enough, you want to not make them, but you want to make them. So you can learn, but you want to learn not to make them. So, But eventually, but eventually you, 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 can you move, on, move on from that. Exactly. Eventually, then... you move on. I mean, you will get comfortable. You will get comfortable and you'll have started starting to have questions like, should I be more funny or not? Right? But, and then... I think that it's not so much these are the rules anymore. It's more a process, right? You in the room at that moment, in that space and time, how do you read the room? Right? So um, I think that is how do you read the room? Well, it comes, I think a lot of that, it comes with experience. So you read, first of all, it's if you're face to face with them in the same room, it's a lot easier because you can, you know, your body is so complex and you can feel so many things. You can feel how someone is sad or someone is tired or someone is really not giving a shit about your class. You know, you can feel all of that. They don't have to tell you, I don't give a shit about your class. You can feel that a hundred percent or I am so invested. I love this class so much. You can also feel that a hundred percent. So and when you're teaching online, you know, like I, I do now yeah, a lot, now, yeah. it's actually much more difficult to, to read that, you know, to read the energy because everyone is also in their own room, you know, in their own houses. So I think you need more skill to actually teach well online. But let's say that you're face-to-face, right? Like okay. you're in the same room, room as everybody else. Then I, what I do, I mean, I don't know what other people do, but I try to be... Right before starting the class, I try to do a little bit of a, a meditation or quick meditation, like a reset. Like with you, your With, with your myself, own. myself. Yourself, before going into the room. Yeah, before okay. going to the room. Like just, you know, or even just ground, grounding yeah. myself, right? Grounding myself, Chill calming. Oh, me. <laughs> and and Chill. besides, you know, memorizing the sequence and what I'm going to teach and all that and how I'm going to link this or how I'm going to do the certain poses. But also, I take a few minutes it could be five minutes two minutes you know ten minutes it it just kind of be as pure or clean as possible so that when I walk in the room I I want to feel what's what's happening you know what is the vibration in the room and what you know is everybody it's not not everybody because everybody is different right and everybody brings Mm -hmm. a different kind of energy on their mats but like the mix of all those colors what color is it you know, is, is what kind of energy is it? Is it just everyone is tired, everyone is uplifted, or everyone needs a little bit of a boost? Many times people need that extra boost. You know, they, they need that extra energy they because they're either tired you know. or unmotivated because they, you know, you just, you don't improve in your practice anymore or, you know, so mm-hmm. that is a pretty common thing. You know, you recognize that. 
very few times you'll be like, well, everyone is like, whoa, no, which is amazing. You Woo. That's, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of rare. But, but you read that and I like to, to start, to start with some uh, sitting poses and some, a little bit of breathing and centering ourselves. And so that also, I use those few minutes in the beginning of a class to read what is happening. You know, some people are distracted. They're checking on their phones the whole time. They have their phones next to them or, you know, or they're just like playing with their hair or with their clothes or someone that is just like, oh, like sighing or just gasping or just, oh my God, all the time. So you, you can start to read so much of what's happening so that when we go to the standing poses, I get more information. And we actually, when we reach the peak poses, then I also know how much I can ask from them. You know, if it's, because you don't want to ask too much. It's almost dangerous if you're, mm -hmm. it is dangerous if you're so tired and you're, let's just do wheels. We're going to do five wheels today. And, you know, many times, at least in my case, many times that I have injured myself is because I was not listening to my body. I was very tired. It's not that anything particular in particular, it happened. I was just so tired that I hurt myself. So you don't want that situation um, to happen in the class. And sometimes a little bit of humor, you know, a little joke or a little comment, it would go a long way. It will boost them so much. I mean, the energy that in the delivery of a class is always changing. You're a little bit of a performer. You say that yeah. all the time, you know, it, like it's it almost a like, performance. like a theater performance, it's, basically. I mean, it's more complex you know? than that because you have to like deliver our class and has to be like poses and sequence and there's a purpose to the asanas that you made yeah? but you're performing on a stage yes you are you I mean, are i mean are the, watching the you and crowd the... is relatively small but mm -hmm. but you are you and are you're performing getting judged as much i mean as much as you're getting judged on how well you do the poses or how well the whole thing is sequenced or how it feels you're gonna get judged on how engaging you are as a teacher with your voice, with your eye contact, with you coming one-to-one -one or not, how you address the room, the tone of your voice, how comfortable you are speaking or how confident you sound. Because So all those things, you can play with them. Yeah. It's not a question of, oh my God, you have to control all of them. You, the amazing thing is that after a couple years, I mean, not too many years. I mean, one or two. You you can start to you play. You can start play to play with that already. Really, I mean, really well. You get yes. comfortable enough that you know what a sequence is. You know how to explain the pose. Okay, you can actually demo. Okay, you can like adjust yeah. and, and do adjustments at the same time as and you share as you your teach time a class. and divide your time between like doing this and doing that, helping one or helping others, and you can start playing with it. Yeah, and so you can modulate your energy a lot. And when in some moments of a class, people need more energy, and you just amp it up either by, you know, raising your voice and your energy, or you can also, you know, say like some funny comment or a joke or something. And then that will, that will make people laugh. And then you just, you, you thrive on that, you know, um, can you I, raise the energy with the poses itself, like making it harder or you, you more, can, or more entertaining or like, a but more, it's uh, a variation I, or, a But it, I mean, but they have to. You have to invite them to try that harder pose. Let's say that if they're very tired, they're not even going to start to get into that pose. I was thinking if more. If they were a little bit, yeah, they're I, a little bit fatigued, you know. Um, I, my point is that I would just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Like, your point first. Your point first. That you. Your point first. Uh, people 
underestimate the value of just that mo modulation so the much voice. of the voice. And in the, in, his, in the training, we always talk about that. It's just so, so, so important. And in some moments that you don't need to use so much, so much energy, then you save it. And you're, you know, just, you're making a more mellow delivery, if you will. And in some moments that they, they need that extra boost, then you just push that energy through you into the room, you know? It's like, do it, like doing handstands. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing handstands, you don't want to use your fingers the whole the time, time, 100%. Because if, you, if something happens, if you, and you're at 100%, if something bad happens, then you're going to fall because you don't have anything more yeah, you know, to no give room. you. There's, there's no, no room, room to use. So you want to be, what, 50% capacity or so, you know, or even less. You're like, I'm not, so that when something bad uh, you lose your balance, something you can react, and you can still stay in your hands then, right? Because you had a buffer, and so when you do that energy delivery, is the same thing. So I try to, especially me, that I'm, I'm told kind of intense. No, <laughs> I don't know who said that. I that's they that's people who said. <laughs> and so I always try to be a little bit for me. I mean. In, in my brain, I am more chill out. Subdued. I'm more chill out, okay. right? And then when I need to push energy, that's when I, I thrive. I mean, I am just like in my, in my energy for you, level. It's very intuitive. And then I, I just kind of push that energy into the room. And I'm like, let's do this. Blah, 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 blah. And we, we're going to try that. I love that. No, you're like, yeah, this is, this is so sad. Keep going. You know, and, and something like that. So. So the, the whole room is going to, the energy goes, goes up. And then the pose of whatever it is that you're saying a little bit harder than it happens. Yeah. yeah. Tell Oli, me. What I was thinking is that for you, the, the way that you approach your practice, the way you approach the teaching and asking people to actually give their best. I don't know how else to say it in words, but that makes you very much attuned to people doing a half-assed job in your class. Right? It's a very natural thing for you to notice people that are doing a half-hearted job. Like a, right? Because that is in the way you teach, right? Or maybe if you are the kind of person that is like a very friendly, happy teacher, right? What will come more natural to you, more intuitive to you, is noticing people that are sad. Oh my God, I feel you so sad today. Right? Because it is in your nature to be more happy, I guess, right? So... There will be, I think that you, if you know yourself a little bit, right? because I mean, you, you want to define that same persona. That same persona is going to have preferences. Right? Right. You, as a teacher, you're going to say, I like to be technical, for example, somebody who's very technical. When you're technical, what you're going to think is like, you idiots, listen. I'm giving you like keys to think, to do things in better ways than just crap. Just so if they are like, completely distracted. sparse, distracted, you're going to notice that very fast. Yeah. Right? If you're a very friendly person, hello, good morning, we're going to teach a class. Oh, I feel you so sad. And you will feel that they are sad. Right? So I think that the, you are part of that whole recipe of whatever happens in the class and you want to know yourself a little bit. At least define your own, I don't know if it's brand, but persona kind yeah. of teaching style however you because want to do it, it the way that you are for sure it's, it's going it's, it's going to come across and you always say all the time like your your personality is your ceiling right because it, it really is 
how you are is going to determine how you teach. Like I don't, I don't try to be funny. I really, really, really don't. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, if someone tells me you're so funny or something, I'd be like, oh my God, I I'm going to slap you. So much. you. I'm going to slap you mentally right now. I'm just slapping you. Okay. I'm like, I just, no, if I could punch you, no. Uh, but I, I think that because I say something that maybe, oh, this is just no. This was so awful to watch yeah. that we're going to do it again. Something like that. So <laughs> then people, pe- laugh. people laugh. People laugh. Uh, then, then but it's it just, just honest. It's just it's honest. accurate. It's honesty. It's 100% it's not, accuracy. It's not being funny. <laughs> I really, I mean, I rely on that. I'm like, I'm going to be 100% honest. And because it will be something that is 100% true and honest and everybody can see that, but maybe it's not that politically correct to say it, I'll say it and then everybody is going to have a laugh. And, and then they, they, and that, usually, that usually happens. I mean, but when we had the studio, every day I would walk in the room, I'm like... I really don't want to be here. I don't want to teach any of you in this class right now. I really, really don't. And I felt like that. I mean, it's just, you know, every, every class, every they, class. They thought you were joking. And, and they thought, I don't know if they thought that I was joking. I'm not sure. Or they thought like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know. But and then, you know, the power of a class, you know, because... Yeah. It transforms the power of the practice. It transforms me every single time. The magic I would fi- I would finish the class absolutely. I would finish the class and I would be so much happier. And every day I, I would say, "Why did I not want to do this? It's so amazing. It's so f- why don't I skip? You know, why do I make myself go through the whole down and up? Oh, yeah. oh, I'm so burned up and like ah." Oh, it's okay. It's actually pretty good. I loved it. And then again, the same next class, the same thing. Oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, it's not bad. It's okay. Oh, I loved it. And just every time, like a freaking roller coaster. And I was just like, oh. But yeah, so definitely, it, it. I don't try to be hilarious or anything. It just so happens that, you know, that's that's how that's how I teach. But if I, I don't know if. I don't know how to teach differently, you know, and I don't know if I would be able to, or if I tried, if it would come as authentic or, or not as authentic, if I would be like, and I think the point that you were saying, like, you know, people that do like a half-ass job Mm -hmm. or effort in the class, I I think you're right, probably because I saw so many people that I was teaching privates for so long and those people were very, very injured. You know, they couldn't follow a normal class. So um, those people, the level was pretty basic. The poses that we did were pretty basic. I mean, plank or side plank, it was like, wow, a huge accomplishment. Crow be like, wow, after months we can do one crow, two seconds. Like, wow, everyone's like, you know roaring how amazing it is or a dolphin at the wall i mean you name it's just like things that people take for granted Mm -hmm. and yet they try they wanted to try so hard they wanted to do it they wanted to work Mm -hmm. you know so regardless of the level i never look at the you know how advanced you are how flexible how strong you are or something but you know how present are you in the class, and how much effort are you actually putting in the class? Because I I can supply some of that, I can boost it, and I can supply with, you know, knowledge and technique and everything. But 
there's got to be some desire coming from you. And if it's not there, my immediate question in my brain is always thinking, what are you doing here? I mean, why, why are you here? This is obviously a waste of time for you and for me. And so disrespectful to everyone in this room. Why are you here? Seriously. If you're not willing to, I would never think that. I have never in 24 years thought that of someone who would be a complete beginner. And I said, what are you doing in this class? Uh, Never, ever, ever. But someone that puts such a poor effort, always, all the time. I'm wondering that all, all the time. So, yeah, just. And you I, I guess why you're like that when you before you go into the room, you're expecting one of those to be in the room. <laughs> <laughs> there's always there's always going to be someone. No, but I mean, not, not not in the online classes right now. I mean, on the online classes, somebody or maybe things have changed or something. But now, or the way I feel, like every single person that shows up into our class online at the time, live. Maybe because it's online. They're making a, an, an effort. effort. Yes, I mean, for sure. Every single person that is actually trying and has co- and comes and connects I th- I to think the... I think in fa- face-to-face, because you have a studio, you have a business open, and anybody can yeah. come to the door, then, you know, and, and as you know, I mean, when you teach classes in a, in a yoga studio, mo- in most of the classes, you have someone new. True. Right? In most of the classes, that someone yeah. that has never been to the studio, yeah. they're trying it for the first time, which is great, right? Come and everything. But then you have to establish, okay, this is, this yeah. is what, uh, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is the, the tone of the class. Do you understand? Do you agree? Do you not agree? This, this, all this conversation is happening without even talking, without me, me saying anything. This is what... I expect the, 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 the level, not, not, not the level of the class, but this is what I expect in terms of effort. And, uh, you know, are you, do you want to pay the price or do you not want to pay the price? And you, you, cannot, you cannot judge the success of your class based on the behavior of your students. Like a, you, you go in and you deliver a correct class, you... You teach the poses and you prepare the sequence and you explain them correctly, da, 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 right? And sometimes you are unlucky, right? And the people in that day, they happen to be very tired, right? And that they did not make or take advantage as much as they could have, right? Yeah. You have to come out happy. You have to say, shit, that's what happened today, right? And... Uh, it's not it's not not, you don't have to entertain mm, them more you you don't have to put everything on your shoulders beyond like uh, of course there's a part you're right no no what I mean what I'm thinking about is again is dancing like the tango thing or because there there are things that you can uh, because here if you metaphor the tango and the yoga and the class right two partners dancing like the the man's part in the tango would be the teacher the woman's part would be would be the students right you come in and you direct so much of the dance. But the partner has to do something, has to give back, right? And if she cannot give back because she's been dancing for two months, so she's a completely beginner, she's learning and stuff, there's so many things you cannot do, etc. You adapt your dance to what she can do. Of course. You go into the room and you of say, course. I would like to do this class, da, da, da. So I should have made this funnier, I should have... Da, da, da. You have to assess how much it could be done with the class to start with. Yes, of course. I mean, of course. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying don't do a fantastic job, do your best, blah, 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 but 
don't kill yourself if it goes not well because the other side cannot give you anything today. Because yeah. either people are not ready for what you're giving or they were tired as hell or whatever the reason. Right, yes, exactly. I mean, sometimes like I... And you, you said it, like, I have very high expectations on myself or, you know, I, I, I'm very demanding with, with myself. When I go teach a class, I know it's, I have to lower, you know, that, that level of, you know, just intensity and level of, okay, it's fine, you know, it just, let, let's see what we can do today, you know. And, you know, if it's, if it's a group that I, I know for a while, I more or less know, but every day changes, of course. Mm -hmm. So, okay, this is, this is the best I can present, you know, today in the class. I mean, are you going to take advantage of it or not? I mean, it, it's really, like you say, up to them as well. I mean, so many, so many times I go walk in the class and I'm thinking, this class is amazing. It's like fucking incredible. You, we're going to, it's going to be It's just so awesome. And then it just fizzles like something happens that, uh, I don't know, they just, they don't receive, I, I don't even know how to explain it. They, they don't receive it the way that I envision, in your head. I envision. And it's just... Like clapping and woo! It's just... That? No, 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 that's no, not what you no, I, I cannot, I, I'm sorry, I just cannot put it into words. It's just so... It's just so not material. It, it's just so energy, energetic. I, I cannot even tell you. And it's not about the delivery. It's not. It's like it, it really doesn't stick. Like you throw something, it, it doesn't stick on the wall. It, it's just not. It's like it's just falling down the wall, right? And and sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna do this. And sometimes it happens the complete opposite. I'm. Gonna, I think this class is okay. I mean, it is good. Obviously. You know, if I don't think it's good enough, I will keep on working mm -hmm. on that sequence until I think it's good enough. So, you know, in my level of this is a good class or this is a fabulous class, it's a good class. Um, but then for some reason, clicks. wow, it clicks so much. And everybody is like, this class was the bomb. It was amazing. And I'm thinking to myself, what was so much better than what I thought? Why is it so much better than I thought? And, uh, and it, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with the delivery, the way I wrote it, the way I, I explain it. It's just how it's received. I have a theory on that. Okay. Tell me. Tell me. <clears throat> I think the theory is if the poses you're presenting are slightly above their capacity. So they have a perceived capacity. We all have a perceived capacity of ourselves, right? This is how much we think we can do. And uh, that is a, like movement. It's very social. It depends on your past. It depends on your past performance, what we usually do, like all kinds of stuff. So you have in your head, this is how well I think I can do things. Yeah. And you as a student, you have that perception. You as a practitioner, you have that perception. And then comes a teacher that hits the spot with this peak pose that is slightly above that. So it surprises you in an extremely positive way because... They, I mean, you prepare them, you warm up very, very carefully, right? And then you put them and you give them a pose that they thought was beyond their level. And once it's beyond their level, I'm not sure if you have a perception of, is it slightly above my level or is it like three years from now above my level? <laughs> so if you hit one that is a good warm-up away 
from you being able to do it. So if you're like uh, out cold, you just come in, you like put your pants, your yoga pants, and try, and it's not gonna work. But if I warm you up for 45 minutes, you can do it, right? That kind of difference. So I, I think it's not you, as you were saying. I don't think it's you. What I think it is, is the combination of the pose you're presenting and their response think, or performance. Or I think that is that is one. I mean, I, I, the, the whole, you know, a little bit slightly above, above, slightly the, above capacity. Above, above, above perceived the level. capacity. Perceive. I, I, I agree with that. But it's not, it's not only that. There's more elements. Sometimes we do like some simple mobility drill, some simple movement, you know, like for the hip flexors or for the hip or, you know, for the shoulder. And it, it just clicks so much. And it's below their capacity. I mean, Is it's, it's just what they needed? <laughs> you love that, don't you? You love it's, that expression, I, don't you? I think it's so stupid. So maybe it is, it is just what, <laughs> it is just what it's they so needed. And maybe, because sometimes they, they say, oh, this is, this is amazing. This was really amazing. And, you know, this was really useful for me. At, at this moment in the class. So it's not just the peak pose at this moment or this inversion that I thought I couldn't do and I balanced for two seconds or this arm balance and I balanced for three seconds. No, no, no. It's, it's also at some moment, random moments of the, of the class that they're like, oh, this was so incredible, this moment. So, which is good because it's, it's just so magical, right? And then you cannot really... And it helps you to be on your toes, you know. I mean, if it, if it was everything was so predictable, then it would be so so bored teaching yoga. So every every class that you teach is actually a journey. You don't know what's gonna happen. Even if you've taught that sequence before, even if you're you, if you've taught that crowd before, you never know how this time is gonna, gonna go. go. You know. But the only way to catch those poses that are gonna do that, either are gonna click, it's gonna be exactly what they needed. Or it's going to be above the perceived capacity, or however you want. Isn't the only way to catch those basically intuition? You get a hunch during the class. Many times, I think it is. I mean, like I always, I always say that I write my sequences and I think about them so much, and then um, I never, I have never, ever, ever, ever taught the same class, the exact same class that I wrote on the piece of paper. I have never. Because you always have to modify in the moment. And even if you know the crowd very well, if you know, let's say that you're doing a retreat, that you have the same people every day, you, you, know, you know exactly who's showing up for, for class. No, it, you, you just never know. You, you just never know. So uh, you have to adapt. You have to listen to what is happening in the room and take the pulse all the time and then modify. I think in 20 three, 24 years that I've been teaching, I have never taught the exact same class. Never that, according that, to plan. No, never, never. It always, it always deviates because we spend more time doing this pose or I skip this other one because it wasn't that relevant or, uh, I don't know, we did more inversions or less inversions or I did more warm-up here or I did, you know, it always changes, always changes, always, always. But, I mean, it's a good idea, obviously, you know, I'm not going to... Just not create anything. It's like, then I'm just going to improvise. If you just improvise on the spot, then it's only going to come to your mind whatever things are the freshest. 
you know, the, whatever you remember, I don't know, today you just looked at some backbends and you were just, you know, reading something about, you know, Kapotasana. And so you, you, your mind will be thinking about that and that's what you're going to deliver in the class. So if you just improvise it, you're just subjected to so many, whatever happened in the previous hours to that. But if you think about it beforehand, then you're going to have a, a much wider database of possibilities, drills, poses, and then you can tweak it and make it a more beautiful, more seamless, you know, the whole sequence. But even then, you know, when you deliver it, and then it's going it's to change. I mean, did, did you, did you change, did you teach exactly the same class <laughs> that you had written Everything. down? No, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I cannot remember. But I was thinking, oh, sorry, because what came to my head was Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Because there's a quote that says, the enemy should be engaged through the orthodox, but victory can only be guaranteed through the unorthodox. So basically is you're, you're so cool. So I'm you're, so deep. This is deep <laughs> you're, so, you're so cool. This was some deep shit. So you can rewind <laughs> 10 seconds and listen to that again. It's just because of the deepness so of the stuff. The unorthodox. Yes. No, no, no. The orthodox. I mean, so. But the, I win. I win with the unorthodox. Exactly. I win. So the, the, when you go in, you want to prepare the bloody sequence. You want to spend the time. You don't want right. to come like a, yeah, let's go fly with the seat of a pants. Right? Okay, you say, right? <laughs> so you, you want to prepare. You want to prepare. You want to take your time. You, that is the orthodox, right? The structure, the best practices. The, this is how you organize a class. This is right. how you make it seamless. This is how I think of these different options in terms of the peak poses. Blah, blah, blah. And you have options, but you have given them yourself. And you have plan A, plan B, maybe not. Blah, blah, blah. But once you're in... The unorthodox is like, I don't know where this came from. We're going to try this pose. And you don't tell them, of course. But uh, that is what, as you see the class progress, right? Then suddenly this idea comes to your head. Or you take another route and exactly. you just, yeah. Or you say, I'm going to skip this whole chunk. Have you, you've done that before too. Right. Like a, yeah. I don't think that I should do any of this part. Yeah. I'm going to go and jump into whatever. That is the unorthodox. The unorthodox is like, on the spot of the moment, you read the class, you read the room, you read yourself, you read the energy, you read, read the students, you read like where you are, time and space in the moment, and you act on that. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I, that's why I was always smiling because it was a perfect explanation of what you were doing. It was like the perfect explanation of the art of war quote. Also, coming back to the Deep question, stuff. yes, <laughs> coming back to the question that 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 she was asking, you know, I I also want to point out that is very much depends on the crowd and the culture that you are teaching like if you i mean the way i teach when i'm teaching i don't know in uh in panama right in panama city it's very different than when i teach in korea yeah you know the, the crowd is different um, the, the the cultural values slightly different cultures. <laughs> the cultural like values very, very small differences in the culture are very, are very different even even you know I mean, within the U.S. also, you know, there's, there's differences. But this is very, very palpable. Yeah. It's very almost shocking, yeah. you know, the, the differences. And the way they address you, you know, the way they, they talk to you, everything. It's just, it's just completely different. So yeah. in one place, what, what one place would consider funny, mm -hmm. it would be inappropriate. In, inappropriate. Literally inappropriate. Or, or in what place it was like, this is funny, 
and the other place would be like lame, <laughs> or, lame. Or, or something. You know, it, it, it's just lame. it. It would be would not be translated the same, the, the same so way. It so it, it's it also word. depends. <laughs> it also depends on the crowd that you that you're teaching and. Like we we have to have that in mind when we go, you know, whatever we go when we travel the world or something, then you you just know how people how people are in every country, every city that we go to, then you can be a little bit different. If I if I there's some places that I don't need to be almost you know, I don't need to be strict at all. They are just so driven. They're so into their practices, they're such perfectionists that I don't need to light up that fire even more. It, it, it's the opposite. Yeah. I have to be like, like, just relax, guys. Okay, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's okay. It's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world. You don't have to do this back then today. You know, no. But in some other places, I'm like, come on. Come on. I mean, can you yeah. give me a little bit more, you know? Vamos, amigo. <laughs> Can you give me something more? Can you try one more? Yeah, everyone is just like, you know, laying on the floor there or just with their backs on the wall. Like, oh, just I, I really don't feel like trying. I'm like, oh, my God, just put a little bit of pretend, Vamos. put a little bit of an effort and pretend that you're, you know. So it's just the humor in one and in the other. It would just translate very differently as well. Yeah. So I think also you have to take that into consideration so just who you're you're teaching and even in the same country like i used to teach people that were you know triathletes and um and runners and those those were very very intense very committed you know and ultra ultra marathon runners all that um they were very intense and they didn't need any more push like okay just stay in the pose or something nobody would come out of a pose nobody would quit Nobody, you know, they just they had that mindset already. They were like built in, you know. Mm-hmm. It was it was built in themselves. Like only, I, it was almost the opposite. I had to I had to say, are you okay? If you're you know cramping and you want to come out of a pose, you want to. I mean, if you looked at me, you'd be like, who is this Carmen? I don't know her, right? And other, in in, in other groups, it would be completely different, right? So it just it just depends. It depends. I mean, you have to navigate those waters as you go and as you teach more and more classes and you teach more and more crowds you know usually what happens is that you get a mix of everything you get someone that is very dedicated and someone that is like ah what am i doing here (laughs) and someone is like halfway and you have all kinds of all shades of gray right and in the spectrum there so okay so what do i do with this colorful crowd and Okay, what what do I do? What what where what can I take them today? You know, what can we do? And that's always like the magical part of, mm-hmm. of it, you know. But if it doesn't I think some people are uh, more funny, if you will, mm-hmm. you know. Like you are pretty hilarious when you when you teach. Um, you know, you have a pretty good humor and just and but some people are not, yeah. you know. So, some people are but just I mean, kind I of I mean, to, to address the exact question that she had, like, do you want to be funny in the class? I, I think you, you want to use, like, whichever thing for the whichever moment, as we said already, but in the particular thing of being funny itself, you want to make sure that it does not take away authority. Yeah. I mean, you, if you make it funny... That's a really good way to, to put it. 
if you want to make if you want to make it funny, you don't want to make the class seem like a joke, because somebody can get injured too. So there is a part that yes, you have to entertain them because they are like uh, like clients and they have to come back. Blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, they are students, and you have a responsibility to make sure that they are safe, right? Yeah. So you being funny cannot put that at risk, yeah. and they, you cannot they cannot be or you cannot get them into a mood because you're funny of I may want to do this I may ignore what she's saying no I mean you do what I say yes or yes period and then I'll be funny if you can pull that off then be funny if you if you personally as a teacher don't know how to keep your authority and be funny don't even dare being funny because it's going to be a, a risk because yeah. the only thing it does is it entertains you. Oh my God, I was so funny. La, 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 la. But it took authority out of your voice, out of your action, out of your delivery. So in, when in doubt, my advice would be no. <laughs> and only if you know how to use it, then yes. I mean, like, like everything else, right? Like If you know how to use it, then go. But uh, as a rule of thumb, out of the blue, blindly, should I be funny in the class? My recommendation would be no. Yeah, like two cents. Just to answer the question that she asked forty-five minutes later. <laughs> I mean, we have to like. It only took you forty-five minutes yeah. to to get and to have an answer. I because um, now now you only get the answer if you listen to the whole bloody thing. <laughs> Marketing trick one hundred one. Only yeah. in the last seconds of yeah. the chapter you get the answer. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, it was it marketing was, genius. It was a very, it was a very good, very good talk. Very good talk. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. All right, guys. Okay. So thank you for so much for listening, and this was Carmen and Moises, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.